Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Good morning. Happy Monday, Beth. Happy Monday to you. How's it going? Oh, it's just fine. We just got back from our Disney cruise, which was fantastic. <laughs> it is funny that it was a Disney cruise, though. I know, but we've heard, like, if you talk to anybody about it, people talk, like, rave. There's people yeah. on that ship, not not just on that ship, on the trip with us, because mm-hmm. this was a work trip for my hubby, who have gone on this trip, like, six times. And like, love it. Picked that trip six times. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I actually, too, have heard that, I guess it depends on what kind of Disney experience you're wanting. If you want mm-hmm. to ride rides, obviously, a cruise is not the experience for you. Mm-hmm. But the, the cruises are better than going to Disney. Oh, heck yeah, because it's like... Disney characters are there and it's things are Disney themed, but you're not like waiting in like long lines to go on rides or anything like that. Right. You're just Yeah. So But some mean, people go to Disney for the rides. Oh yeah, for sure. Like right. Yeah. I mm-hmm. went to Disney so much as like a like a teen for school. We used to go mm-hmm. every single year. And I just I don't get it. I don't I've never taken my kid. Well, no, my oldest son has been when he was little, but I've never taken my kids to Disney. And honestly, like I'll tell, I'll ask them, do you guys want to go to Disney? And they're like, not really. Yeah. (laughs) We'd rather go to like Six Flags. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And for the money, I'm like, if you aren't so into it, I'm not doing it. (laughs) It's over a hundred dollars now. I want to say it's like close to get in the parks. Yes. Oh, people go and spend eight to $10,000. Oh, I know. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, we did the um, we did Disney last a couple years ago. My parents took us. Yes. And they spent a good amount of money on that trip. Like, yeah. I mean, it was our hotel, it was our food because I got food packages and stuff. Like, so it was a lot of stuff that was included. But it's still, it's quite like I'd rather (laughs) spend ten thousand dollars and go on um, yeah, Australia, yeah, or a Mediterranean cruise or something like that. Right. We did like. A couple years ago. So anyway, right. but it was still, it was fantastic. The kids had fun. I like legitimately only saw them at dinner. Yeah. And they and no come- one got thrown overboard or no. disappeared, which was my fear. Yeah. <laughs> one time, time I had anxiety. I couldn't talk to her regularly. And so I was like, is she alive? Is she not alive? Is someone missing? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nobody went missing. I was worried the whole time <laughs> for all of you. All good. All good. And the oldest who was the one that was like annoyed that we were going on this cruise to begin with, mm-hmm. like basically was like, we were like, would you go on this again? He's like, yes. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm so glad. And we have a big week here too in the closet. It is our three-year podiversary. Cannot believe it. Can you like, come on. No. It's funny to think back when we first started and we were like, it's going to fizzle out, you know, we're going to get tired of it. No one's going to care. And it is the exact opposite of that. I feel like we just keep getting so lucky yeah, to have all of you guys, amazing people join us every single Monday and all that stuff. So we want to celebrate with you. And so we're going to do a live on our YouTube that we've been talking about. So that's on Wednesday, the 29th at eight o'clock Eastern time come hang out with us. Yes. Do it. Do yes. it. And we'll do a giveaway too for people who um, come and watch us and, you know, I mean, not necessarily interact, but you can interact with us because we'll have a chat feature, I believe. Um, and so 
whoever shows up, we will write your names down and draw a name for some merch. Yeah. We're not sure what we're going to give away yet, but we'll give something away fun or a couple somethings. We'll see. Um, also, we will probably we're gonna we're gonna talk some crime. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna tell y'all stories and tell each other stories just like we normally do. And we will probably take some time either at the beginning or the end to take some questions. Mm-hmm. And so, if you guys have a question for us, you can tap it in the chat feature, and we will do our best to get to as many of them as we can. That'll be cool. We'll shout yes. you out. So just bear with us because it will be the first time that we're doing this. So it might yeah. be a lot for us to like coordinate, like <laughs> telling our story and paying attention to the chat feature and this. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We'll so. be all right. Maybe we need like a, a wingman or something. I well, I intended <laughs> to have wingmans that night either. <laughs> that, and But I intended to have one because we were. I asked my husband to do it. But then um, now we've got a baseball game scheduled. So Yeah. <laughs> Right. We'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. Um, so come join us for that. And what else? Oh, we have a Patreon that we want to thank. Uh, Amanda S. Thank you so much for joining our little closet over there. Welcome in. We appreciate yeah. all of you guys a lot. We have fun over there. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, guys. And that's all I have. I think that's all I have. I'm always doing the business. Oh, no. Also, big week. This weekend... My and my girl are hanging out for her birthday. <gasps> Christy's yes. going to be 45 and we're doing a girl's trip with – there's five of us. Mm-hmm. And we're staying in a condo and we are doing an escape room. Yeah, a ninja be a one. Ninja <laughs> something's escape room. And we're pretty excited about it. And maybe we'll share after the fact where we were. But um, we're super excited. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see you. Ninjas are real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about that escape room. I think it's just going to be over the top ridiculous and <laughs> it'll be interesting this group too. So like we know we get along with like we take a girls trip me, Christy and our friend Kelly anyway uh, regularly. And so that's fun, but like the dynamic of this group I think is going to be uh, awesome. Like oh, to see yeah. see us all work together or or not work together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get mad. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. We'll figure it out. It's going to be super fun. We're going to do some dinners. We're going to – it's going to be fun. I did. Play some pickleball, right? We're playing pickleball. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to warn you. I did an escape room for the first time with my middle guy and my little guy. Well, that's and- your first problem with that. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, literally, my youngest left and was like, I didn't get to do anything because you insisted on, like, you were like, no, I'm going to open the lock. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even give him a dang key to open anything because I was like, no, we have to do this fast. You're not going to get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have a micromanager. Mm-hmm. We've got, all right. So there's your role. We'll all find a role. It's going to work warned. out. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I, get, I do get annoyed. Not at everyone else, but if I can't personally figure out the clue, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> There's an answer and, and other people get it and I'm not. What is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get very self-frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I, it was the same. And I, they like have it posted on there like who did it the fastest so far or whatever. Like, well, mm-hmm. it wasn't the one that I did. And I'm like, how did they do this in 32 mm-hmm. minutes? 
I was like, they've done this before. I came back right. and did it really quickly. Like that. Yeah. No, it should be like based on your first time in that room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I can't be setting world records for repeats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, we'll probably, maybe we'll go live. I don't know. Post picture something. We always say that. <laughs> yeah. At least TikTok. We'll do some TikToks. Let's, let's, let's commit to TikToks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one TikTok. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if that's it, I think we've got a crime. Well, I've Let's got do a crime. It. Okay, yes. good. I, I, will, I will have it. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. So for this case, who was recommended by our friend Kelsey, over on Instagram. Kelsey, thank you very much. Yes, thanks for um, suggesting this. It was actually kind of interesting to look at. Well, they all are. I don't know why I'm saying that as if this is like, oh, great, finally someone d- delivered an interesting case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all are, but <laughs> anyway. Um, we are going to go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for this one. As, yeah, as you so found out when I had to subscribe to a uh, a, a newspaper subscription and you were like, yeah. uh, is that real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because it came through our email. And yeah. You said it's yeah. for a case. And I was like, ah, Philly, huh? Yeah. 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 Philly Times. Yes. Yeah. The, what is it? The Philly Inquirer or whatever it was. Anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay. So we're going to Philadelphia specifically to this like small town, I think, within the Philadelphia limits called Fox Chase. Okay. Small town feel to the neighborhood, but also ha- apparently has like a higher big, like higher ranked cancer hospital. This was like also something that I did not, not does not have any bearing on the case, but I was just looking up what this area was oh, like. Oh, same these. I do <laughs> <Yeah>. this regularly. <laughs> no bearing, but I saw, I mean, it's ranked 19th in the US. So it's not like super high, but still kind of a big deal they have researchers there that have won nobel prizes for the research and whatnot so it seemed like it was kind of a big deal for a small little area so anyway it's an older case so we're going all the way back to the 1950s okay like the swingers and is that the 50s i don't know i feel like that's more 20s but i could be wrong oh you're totally right where am i i don't 50s was like leave it to beaver Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my parents, my parents' time. That's all I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to be honing in on the few days that are surrounding February 25th, 1957, specifically. Okay. A college student had been driving down the road when he saw a rabbit run into some underbrush. And he knew this area well and knew that there were some animal traps around. So he kind of was like hoping that this, I mean, it seems like such a nice thing to do. Like, Oh, look, a rabbit went there. Oh, I hope it didn't get caught in a trap. Let me check. I thought you were going to say that he knew there were animal traps and he wanted the rabbit and was like, oh, maybe it got caught in the trap. Oh, Oh, we're two different people. We're two different people. (laughs) I'm thinking he was being nice and I was thinking he wanted the animal. Yeah, exactly. Because I actually have no idea why he actually pulled over to check on this rabbit, but I was just assuming he was a nice person. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Maybe not. Okay. So anyway, he goes, just steps away from where he sees this um, rabbit go in and he discovered this box with a body in it. Like a small, 
small body. Okay. Some reports say that he didn't really want to deal with police for some reason or another, which maybe makes me think maybe he isn't a nice person. <laughs> no. Ah, he was trying to take that rabbit. Yeah. So he didn't call it in until the next, like, he hesitated. He was like, oh, I don't – then he kind of was like, no, I should probably so report he opened it. the box well, and it saw was- a body in it and – I think it was kind of open. The way I saw the pictures, it looked like there was a side that wasn't closed. So you could kind of see in it and you could see that there was a body wrapped up in there. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine coming up on something like that and then not calling police? Right. Because I really don't think that you would have opened the box. Like I probably would have just seen like a box and been like, oh, someone Oh, no. I would have opened the box. I, don't, I mean, maybe now I would, but yeah. I, in the past, I would have been like, that's eh, just a box. So anyway, then other reports say that someone else discovered the body on the 25th, and it was a young man who had those traps. They were muskrat traps, and they were his traps, mm-hmm. but they were, I think, maybe illegal, and he knew the police would confiscate them. So he was like, I'm not calling this in because I don't want the police like – poking around my muskrat. Who cares about your traps? There's a body. Or pick up your dang traps, keep them home for a few days, call in the body, get it out of there, and put your traps back out. Like, I don't know. I don't know how big muskrat traps are. I did not research that to know if it was easy enough to just pick them all up and bring them home. But anyway, I don't even know what a muskrat is. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like an otter or something similar to it, kind of, right? I don't know. I have no clue. This doesn't matter. Anyway, so he doesn't – two people don't report this right away. I don't even know how they really found out that this other person knew, except maybe he came forward and was like, oh, yeah, I saw it too. I have no idea. But anyway, police discover this body, and it's inside a box, and it's a box that a bassinet would have come in from J.C. Penney's specifically. Oh, like States. a cardboard box. Yes. It's a cardboard Oh, box. I'm thinking like a wooden box. Oh. No. No. What is a body doing in there? Well, that's it's the question. It's a little body. It is a little body. It's a small body, all bruised up, naked, and wrapped in a plaid b- blanket. His hair looked like it had been recently cut and not cut well, like kind of haphazardly, like buzzed, but like very unevenly and whatever. And they say that cut recently – because it says that there was still like clumps of hair, like kind of stuck to the body. So they even thought that maybe this person had cut their hair after oh. the boy had died. There were signs of malnourishment and he had some surgical scars on his legs and a scar, like an L-shaped scar under his chin. I mean, maybe he had like hit it at some point and had like stitches. I don't know. Did they do stitches back then? I have no idea. Yes. Fifties? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Okay. <laughs> I'm not. So they collected the fingerprints of the little boy and they were eager and confident that they were going to figure out who he was. Somehow. Like so, a baby? Yes. It is estimated, I was just about to say, um, the autopsy report showed that cause of death was blunt force trauma. But oh he my had gosh. so many other bruises all over his body that they, he was like severely beaten before he had died. And they also determined that he's about – he's between four and six years old. Oh, that's so little. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He was being totally abused and yeah. neglected and malnourished. Yes. Yeah. I don't – I think they said how much he weighed to or estimated, but I can't remember. But it was it was small for mm. I think like 30-something pounds maybe. Um, they There were no missing children. 
at this time and no one had called anything in that seemed to be linked to this child. So they were just kind of like at a loss right from the beginning. Like who who could this be? Because you'd think if a four or six-year-old went missing, someone's going to say something. Right. Well, you would also think if you found a body in a box, you would say something. Yes. If you see something, say something. We say this all the time. To people that said nothing until later. So when police search the area, they find a men's blue corduroy cap, a child's scarf, and a white handkerchief with the letter G, like embroidered or whatever, in the corner. Okay. They put all of this out publicly immediately because they want to identify who this little boy is and find out what happened to him, but no one comes forward at all. They follow tons of leads, but most of them turn out to be dead ends and they just don't, or they just don't fit this crime, like whatever they Mm -hmm. called in or something. And the items found at the scene don't turn up any clues for them either. And this is the 50s, so clearly they're not getting, like, DNA off of it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So the Inqui- Philadelphia Inquirer printed 400,000 flyers with a picture of the boy. Well, um, the likeness of him. It wasn't really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These flyers were posted all around town and all the surrounding areas, and it was also put in every gas bill that went out in the Philadelphia area. Wow. Yeah, people who have been, like, interviewed more recently remember, like, those things coming in the mail and it being, yeah. like, a part of it. It's like the milk cartons. Remember yeah. that? hmm Yeah. Huh. Have you seen me? Yes. Man, mm-hmm. those were sad to read during breakfast. I know. I would always read that or my Cheerios box. I much prefer the Same. Cheerios box. <laughs> you know, I kind of – I was into those even then, <laughs> the milk carton. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so – Unfortunately, even this turns up nothing, no answers for them to have. (laughs) Like, it's like, what the heck? This kid is just in a box and nobody is calling anything in. No one's claiming to know who he was. Nothing. Nothing. Police are getting nothing. So for decades. Oh, no. Decades. This just kind of goes cold. He remains unidentified. Justice is not served to the individual who is treated poorly. And the case gets handed off over those decades to multiple investigators throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And it kind of becomes it, – it, this case becomes one that is tied to this town forever. Like everyone knows the story. They bury him in Ivy Hill Cemetery. They give him a headstone that reads, Heavenly Father, please – no, Heavenly Father, bless this unknown boy. Oh, yes. Bless him. Yes. And every year – they have services on the anniversary of the day he was found. Like, oh gosh. So it's like everyone in this town comes alongside this boy who nobody knows who it is. Mm-hmm. This town loved him and wanted him to rest peacefully, which leads me to ask, why didn't whoever his parents were love him enough to like call him and claim him? I, yeah, it oh just doesn't gosh. make any sense. Or somebody love him enough to claim him. Right. So in 1998 – investigators who are on this case at the time. So it's like they had – it had gotten handed off, but somebody always worked it to some degree. It was probably Mm -hmm. not a priority, but it was like, oh, slow day today, Joe. Let's work on the unknown boy case or, you know, like – So (laughs) probably one of those ones where you'll hear investigators say, like, I always had their picture hanging by my desk so that I would, like, always refer back to that one case I didn't solve or whatever. 
Yeah, exactly. They this they want they wanted to solve this, and it was like all the people after decades and decades still wanted to do this. So, the investigators are working on it now in nineteen or not now, but back in nineteen ninety eight, exhume his body because DNA has started. Oh my gosh, to come Dude, into the play. DNA of it all. It's so exciting. I know, I know. So they start to they want to collect some from him and they do so they get some from like one of his teeth or something like that however again nothing really comes of this case because it's not like then it was more like dna um for like suspects i think as Mm -hmm. opposed to like identifying someone because like now (gasps) i identify people because of dna but back then you didn't do it you were just collecting it to like have and put in a system and hopefully Something happens, but it's his DNA. So he's not going to be a suspect. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be in the system for any reason whatsoever. Right. Okay. So, again, just amazes me that they are just continuing to work on this case. Again, though, and on April 24th, 2019, the body (sighs) is exhumed again. Okay. All right. (laughs) They want to extract more DNA because now, in 2019, we have genealogists who track. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, they track people's lineage. So this time, though, the DNA was in really rough shape because of how long it had been since he had died and whatnot. And it took them two and a half years to get the DNA in good enough shape to actually use it. Which I had no idea that they had to like fix DNA. <laughs> you know, like I just thought like you get piece it. it together or something or like yeah, chromosomally. Like- Yes. I I mean, I don't – clearly I have no clue what it is that they actually do. But the fact that it's like DNA can be in bad shape and they have to fix it to be usable. You know, like to me it's just like – can fix it. Ooh, right. Look, look at us. I know. Exactly. Okay. So several theories had taken hold over the years, two of which were pretty big ones. So I'm going to just kind of like give you a little snippet of them. Okay. There was a foster home that was about a mile and a half away from where the boy was found. And in the 1960s, a psychic led an employee of the medical examiner's office who kind of like had this fascination with this case and was just like wanting to figure things out. So he just followed it really closely and he contacted this psychic for some reason. But she led him to this house of the foster home that was a mile and a half away. Okay. The employee goes there and he goes to an estate sale that they're having where he then finds a bassinet that Mm. matches the one that was sold at JCPenney at the time that this box was found. It's an old freaking bassinet. Right. I know because we're in like – well, this was in the 1960s. So this was really soon after he was found that this guy like went to the psychic. So then he also found blankets on a clothesline there that matched the ones that the boy was wrapped in. So we were like, we. (laughs) Yeah, me and you. We were all like, whoa, (laughs) this is crazy. Boom. (laughs) That's what we were like. Yeah. (laughs) So it started to be thought that Joseph – this is the name of the boy, by the way. We do find Oh, my gosh. Name. Spoiler. I know. I should have waited, but, like, I had his name in here because I'm, like, typing things up and not realizing. Right. Anyway. Okay. So that he was born to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the foster home. Okay. And that they disposed of the body so she would not be known as an unwed, unwed mother. 
So but when he was four or six years old, they decided to do that? Well, I guess they were also thinking that maybe he was like one of the foster kids. Like they mm-hmm. said he was one of the foster kids, but then oh. they started, I don't know, maybe getting nervous. But yeah, that was kind of the like hmm. thing that was confusing that well, they waited that long to like get rid of him. So anyway. That's terrible. If the, I mean, my gosh. Well, so – Police were able to account for all of the foster kids that were living in the home at the time that were, like, I guess, registered or whatever. And an investigation also confirmed that this family could not have been involved. I don't know how they confirmed it, but they said he could. they could not have been involved in doing something like that. Hmm. So it ruled them out. Okay. Another theory was this woman who came to police in 2002. Her name was Martha. And she told police that her parents had bought him from his parents in 1954. Bought him? Bought him. Bought him. All right. I don't think we – okay. No, we don't buy children. But there there was a time when people did buy children (laughs) in the black market. Like – Oh my gosh. Which is why we made adoption like legal process and whatnot. Okay. So – So she says in 1954, her parents bought him from his parents and that they physically, sexually, and psychologically abused him until he died years later. So he was like a baby. I have no idea. I have no idea. So she says that on the night that he died, he had eaten some beans and threw them up. And so he was beaten for throwing up. And then they put him in the bathtub to wash him off because he had beans all over him. And then after the bath, he died. And so then they hid his body. The one thing that investigators considered with this theory is that when she mentioned the beans and the bath, she had linked to some information that they had not, like, told people, Mm. which was during the autopsy, there were beans in this child's stomach, and he kind of had the pruny-type fingers after you'd take a bath if you were, like, in water for a little bit. Oh, wow. They hadn't told anybody that. So they were like, well, that's weird that she would say something like that. However, Martha has a history of mental illness, and they were just not sure that they could trust her story. And they even spoke with, like, neighbors that lived near her at the time, and they were like, we never saw a little boy. Like, if they had a little boy for four years, we would have known, but Hmm. we didn't see anybody. So that one kind of, like, I don't know that it was like, officially totally ruled out to not be possible. They were like, we don't think this is possible. So anyway, it's still very interesting to me though. It is. So then here's where we enter, since I already spoiled it, um, Misty Gillis, she gets put on the case. Do you know who she is? Misty Gillis, no. I mean, I know her name. I know who she is, right? Okay. You do. She's a forensic genealogy. And as I wrote in here, if her name sounds familiar, it's because she was the one who identified baby Holly from that podcast you suggested. Oh. Yes. That's a good podcast. What was it called? What about Holly? Mm -hmm. What about Mm -hmm. Holly? Yeah. Yep. So she's from that. So um, she, when they finally had usable DNA, they uploaded it to GEDmatch. And hoped they would find a match. And they hoped that someone from his family who was curious about their family tree had uploaded their DNA into one of the many systems that is out there. Mm -hmm. And they get a match. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yes. 
So they can determine that there are multiple third and fourth cousins on the maternal side. Okay. Whose DNA were in the system. Okay. That's how like they can break it down. They break it down to yeah. knowing it's like, oh yeah, mom's side. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so she then spent over two months building a family tree because that's what she mm-hmm. does. She like takes these DNA things and starts looking people up, putting them in the family tree spots, blah, blah, blah. She takes two, a couple of months to do that. And who's married to who, who had what kids. And she finally gets to a point where she thinks she has identified this child's mother. So she then requests vital records for birth certificates of the children who were born to this woman. Mm-hmm. And in October of 2021, wow, they find one with the boy who was born on January 13th, 1953, whose name was Joseph Augustus Zarelli. Yes. Oh, the boy in the box. The boy in the box. So, and which have would have made him just four years old. Like literally just turned four years old the month before he was found. Right. Oh my gosh. Sweet so, boy. Yes. Yes. I, I, just still for Joseph? Well, we I have to- <laughs> no, we have justice that we know who Joseph is yeah. in that sense. But I'm sorry to say we're not going to have any other justice, I don't think. Oh, So on his birth certificate, there is a father listed. Mm -hmm. So now Misty needs to then build the paternal family tree so that she – because she needs DNA to prove that that person who's listed is the dad. Because, I mean, you could put anybody's name. Like, you can be like, yep, it was Joe who was the dad when Mm -hmm. you're in the hospital. But doesn't the dad have to sign the birth certificate in order for it to be put on there? Oh, I thought they did. Well, I don't know. Now they do. Like, Wes had to confirm that he was, in fact, the father of my children. Right. So I don't know. I don't know that for back in 1953. Right. Okay. So I don't know. But he is on there. So anyway, so she starts building the paternal family tree and reaches out to someone that she thinks could be a match. She doesn't know DNA. She just is like, well, this guy has this person in there, blah, 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 and these people are alive. Let me reach out and say, hey, I think you might be a match for somebody that we've has been unidentified for however long Mm -hmm. so the man she reaches out to is justin thomas who had in fact done dna testing with ancestry.com and he was under the belief that she had like matched him through that Mm -hmm. however i don't know if you knew this but apparently law enforcement is restricted from accessing ancestry.com's database yeah yeah, hmm. they're not allowed to. So, so she did not use Ancestry.com. She just did a whole family tree, thought right. she could be, and was calling to ask him for DNA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, so Justin puts Misty in contact with his mother, who was thought to be Joseph's first cousin. She does give DNA, puts it in the system, and they end up positively identifying both of his mother and father. Wow. Yeah, first but, cousin is close. Yes, Yeah. So, but they keep it really quiet. Like they don't release these names for a while, for well, for a little bit, um, because they have. They also know that Joseph has siblings mm-hmm. from different relationships that their parents went on. Okay, to so have. like half siblings. Yes. So they don't want to like completely destroy their lives and like all of a sudden just name their fam- like parents in public and then, you know, mm-hmm. so I think they want to like kind of like tread lightly until they get to talk to all these people. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we've identified them, but we're not telling you who they are. Okay. So 
People have been trying to piece together Joseph's life, Joseph's life after this, and what could have happened to him. And we we still haven't gotten anywhere. But in January of 2023, the names of Joseph's parents are revealed. Okay. So just a couple months ago, Joseph's mother is Mary Elizabeth Abel, and she was known as Betsy. Okay. She enjoyed ice skating, dancing, and Italian boys, apparently. <laughs> All right, Betsy. <laughs> Same <Good>. for you. <laughs> but anyway, she wore out her Frank Sinatra album because she loved him so much. Okay. She graduated from Murrell, I think, Murrell Dobbins Career and Technical Education High School in 1949, and she got a job as a cashier at a movie theater. At some point, she meets Augustus John Zarelli, known as Gus, mm-hmm. who is five years older than her and is a concrete stone mason, and his parents were Italian immigrants. So there's oh, an okay. Italian connection. <laughs> right. Um. And he, like, apparently lived nearby the area where Elizabeth or Betsy lived, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth, um, at that time. So it's determined that the two had conceived a child in the spring of 1952. A close member of Betsy's has been interviewed but not named, and she said that she remembers telling Betsy she could have the baby placed for adoption. Mm-hmm. And she would handle it all for her because she had done it one other time for Betsy in the past. All right. So apparently Betsy had also given birth to a little girl in 1950 and placed her for adoption with this same family member's help. So she was like, I'll do it again for you. Mm -hmm. you Want me to when she found out about the baby because she's unwed. Right. Again, at this time, it's no, no to be unwed mother. So – so this family member offers to do it again. So they also have a theory that Gus had no idea about this pregnancy. Like, yes, they probably had a relationship, but they, we don't know because he's not alive anymore. But maybe he knew nothing about it because mm-hmm. – and never even saw him. She put his name on the birth certificate, whatever. Because he gets married in 1958, moves away, and goes on to have other children, dies in 2014 at the age of 87. And note, like, he's never mentioned any of this. Like, hmm. oh, I had another son. And so, like, people think that maybe he just didn't know. Like, it happened and she was like, well, we're not going to get married. We just met and I- I'm just going to do what I did the last time. So it's just hmm. assumed. But again, we don't know. Betsy also eventually goes on to marry the manager of the movie theater she was worked out and goes on to have four children with him. She died in 1991 at the age of 59 from lung cancer, likely caused by years of breathing in asbestos, they say. Oh. So <clears throat> basically we have people from the paternal side, Gus's side, saying that they it's totally possible he knew nothing about the pregnancy. He does have half-brothers and sisters. Joseph has half-brothers and sisters out there that are processing all of this and what happened and assume I assume working with authorities to try and figure out what happened. Although many of the family members that would be old enough to know about Joseph are now mm-hmm. deceased because clearly these kids were well after him and knew nothing sure. about him. Mm-hmm. And it is not possible that they had one mom or mom and dad had him and for four years. Like they're uh, saying she never had a baby, like a little boy that she raised that lived with her for four years. So 
Not that I'm hearing. This, okay. This family member who said that she would help her, mm-hmm. no one can confirm that an adoption actually happened from that. Okay. Right. So- but that family member does confirm she did not raise this child for well, four years. That part I don't know. It doesn't. It's not stated that she didn't raise her, but she said I offered to help her place a baby for adoption. Okay, and that's pretty much all that's out out there. Interesting. They authorities have stated that they have no idea who could have caused his death, and they're not disclosed. Or no, sorry, they have an idea of who could have caused his death. But they are not disclosing that at this time because it's an ongoing investigation. So they're not. So I'm assuming that they're just looking into it and they don't want to give something away since Mm -hmm, it's so mm -hmm. old. But they have stated that they may never make an arrest in this case. Oh, because they're dead. Most likely. But they're Mm -hmm. but they're gonna try their hardest to like bring justice. But yeah. So that's (laughs) America's unknown. Boy, isn't that what he's called? America's unknown boy, or and or boy in the box. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, so I don't, what are your thoughts? Because literally, I I have it's just so perplexing because it's not solved, and solving his identity is one thing. It's great, awesome. We know who he is. It is. That's good. Now, yeah. He has a brand new headstone. The town mm-hmm. got him a new oh, headstone. Good. His name on it. All that. That's definitely a big win. But I want to know what freaking happened to him and yeah, like and I, who did this to him and i still feel like maybe martha could still be a theory i mean a good possibility that martha's family bought him right well yeah because or the the whole foster home theory is um because you can cover up paperwork like they can say well we accounted for all the kids that were listed there and they're all still alive, right. but like, well, they just did something with the paperwork. Right. To never show that this kid was ever even there. That's a possibility yeah. too. Yes, it is. And, and this is something really weird that I am just now remembering. So I'm hoping I'm remembering it right. That the guy who ran the foster home, whose stepdaughter is the one they thought had the baby. <clears throat> it comes out that he actually goes on to marry her. Oh, great. That's He goes on to marry his stepdaughter. So what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, obviously, he's not her daughter, but oh. – or I'm sorry. He is not her child. Right. But he still could have been connected with the foster home because oh, they yeah. found the bassinet box and they found the blanket and all that stuff. So – and we do know that, especially back in the day, I mean, now till too, but like those foster homes, they're not – all safe. Like, no, no. Kids are abused and neglected terribly in places like that. So, and the, and who knows? I mean, his his biological mother could have brought him there, right? And said, like, I don't want anybody to know it was me. I don't want anybody to know about him. Like, keep mm-hmm. this off records or whatever. You know, like you don't know, True. right? That is so interesting. I think whatever happened to him was a huge tragedy and should never have happened and good grief. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I think we're going to have an update on that one. I think so too. Cause clearly like they just announced who the parents were in January. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're, they're diving in right now and they right. said they have an idea. So yeah, I feel like at some point it's going to come out when they can prove it, even though they, maybe they can't make an arrest. 
It's also still possible that it was the parents. If we can't confirm that they did or did not have a child Mm -hmm. with them for a short period of time, like they could have done this to him. Mm -hmm. And And more than, I mean, like parents are most of the time the abuser abusers statistically mm-hmm. so right. i don't know but i want to know right it's very yeah. sad yeah but you would also think i'm sorry you just said that um you would also think that that if they were abusive one or the other then maybe one of some of their other kids eventually the ones that they went on to have later on in life would be abused too don't you mm. think no that's true but i guess they haven't maybe- dove into all that yet so Right. Or maybe it was the mom raised the little boy and the dad really didn't know anything about him. And she later went and married somebody else and had a boyfriend and the boyfriend abused him Mm -hmm. and accidentally killed him or something like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I hope we know something. Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to be doing an update on this one. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. I will be staying tuned. I do – this obviously story was like – in the news everywhere in true crime, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't, I didn't go down that yeah. hole. Nope, I didn't. So thank you, Kelsey, for yes, recommending this case for us that is very relevant and ongoing, and we will definitely update you guys if we learn anything about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christy, for diving in. <laughs> the unsolved. Tell you what, we've had a string, right? Yeah. Like several, I, I feel like we did not do unsolved very often, and lately it's been a lot of unsolved, and they really they get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I mean, Same. they're very frustrating. So, but glad we could tell their stories. We're definitely honored to do that. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be that. Mm-hmm. Yep. See how upset <laughs> I am. I gotta go. <laughs> we will be back next Monday with another crime story for you. So we hope you join us there. If you like what you hear, we have a Patreon that we would love for you to come and hang out with us on that. We have YouTube, we have Instagram and Facebook and all the things. And um, we have merch. I was thinking earlier when I said, if you see something, say something, we should put that on a shirt. Mm. That'd be a good one. Is that someone's actual like trademarked statement though? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, maybe it is now, TM. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'll look it up and make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like plagiarizing. But yes, if you see something, say something, people. Mm-hmm. Especially yes. dead boys in a box. Yes, please. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. We love you. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet. <laughs>